do it? Yeah. Okay. We're standing outside the Black Bull where Branwell used to get trashed. And this is what's happening. Welcome to Bonnets at Dawn. I am your host, Hannah Chapman, Team Austin. And I am your host, Lauren Burke, Team Bronte. And this week, we are taking you with us to Haworth on another one of our road trip diary episodes. And uh, yeah, we're in Yorkshire. We're visiting the Bronte Parsonage. It was um, amazing. And this is actually, I think, my favorite episode right now. Is it? Nah, I prefer I love the bus it. And I especially one. love that. Um, <laughs> I love that intro bit with the karaoke because uh, what I did cut out of that was me saying that your people just really love karaoke, man. I reckon you should cut that back in because we do, and it's not just my people, but I deeply connect to karaoke. <laughs> I love karaoke. <laughs> I love it so much. It's not my scene. But then again, like anything like fun is really not my scene. <laughs> I think I have karaoke'd in every country I've been to now. Are you kidding me? Apart from I didn't karaoke it on Galem, so I think if I go back, I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, co- oh, like yeah, comics and karaoke go hand in hand, Lauren. Like hand in hand. Comic creators <laughs> love it. Get them drunk and get them singing Total Eclipse of the Heart and there's nothing like it. This comic creator can't stand it. Get out. You're a fake and a phony. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was tempted, though, to go into the Black Bull and uh, do a little singing. Sing some Wuthering Heights song I've never heard before. But I don't think think that pub is for the tourists is it that one is for the locals the other ones are for the tourists and that one i think should remain pure and unsullied by the likes of us that's probably true although i will say in the black bull they do still have um branwell's like drinking chair wow (laughs) the chair he used to sit in and so it's like taped off and you can just go and you can look at it you can't sit in it you can't sit in it guys Gosh, I was just getting try. shivery thinking about sitting in Branwell's chair. <laughs> <laughs> this show has turned me into such like a spook person. I'm so scared of spooks now. That's like a sign that you're coming over to Team Bronte's side. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, getting the heebie-jeebs. I'm taking that as a win. So, um, yeah, we had such a great time in Haworth. Um I, we did like maybe four or five hours of recording there. Obviously, this episode is only about an hour. Um, so we have more more stories to tell you from the Bronte Parsonage, from the archives. Um, we will definitely have Amy Robottom back on the show. Um, I, we only use like 20 minutes of our very long interview <laughs> with her. Amy knows everything. She knows everything. Um, obviously, she's coming back on again in December for our Elizabeth Gaskell and uh, Charlotte Bronte episode. So, um, but we're going to just make her like, you know, another member of the Bonnets at Dawn team, you know? Well, no, you can't have two of you because then I'd have to find someone. So, sorry, Amy, not yet. Not yet. I need to find an Austin pal, otherwise it's, it's outweighed. It's true. It's true. If anyone wants to volunteer, give us a shout. And you got to be like, you know, at Chaun or something. You got to be like a proper expert, guys. Yeah. None of this yeah. Masonic stuff. <laughs> None of that. None of that. Can I? So um, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Bonnets at Dawn. We're on the road to Howard. And uh, what did we do today, Hannah? We woke up at six. Yeah. We uh, got into an Uber. Oh, no, first I went to my friend's house and got his dress, and then we got an Uber. That's true. You know, detail. Yeah, I forgot about that, mostly because I was <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we got an Uber 
to the coach station in Bristol and then we got a coach from Bristol to Leeds. Yeah. And then we got a train from Leeds to Keithley. Which yes. looks like it's pronounced Keely. Which I've been calling but it Keely. Isn't. And then oh train noise. We're in Ingrow West. Oh it's cute. Oh, I think it's a railway museum. Oh my god. So right now we are I know we're on a a steam train to Haworth. It's the last leg of our seven hour journey. Mm. I think it's what well, this is like twenty minutes, right? Yeah, it's very quick. Okay. It's adorable. I could say on the coach when we went from um it was when we were going from Manchester, I think, to Leeds, where I really saw the, like, change in scenery. I think mm. that's when it really changed, right? Yeah. And it was just, like, it's so beautiful up here. I love it. Yeah. I want to move here. I do, too. Hey, northern listeners, where do we move? Yeah, we're good. We're going to... We need um, We don't mind a fixed wrapper, but we need a big house so that we can... I've got cats... And I've got a dog, and I plan to get more. Yeah, so... So we need a, a big backyard. A big one. Um, I, neither of us drive. Well, I drive an American car. I need like a whole car. suite for the Bumble Boys, I guess. You need a just whole like a suite. Separate should, entrance, a front entrance and a back entrance. You just have, like, a basement for them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not creepy at all. Somewhere, just I, can, your... somewhere I can lock them up. <laughs> This is where I take my my Bumble Boys. <laughs> oh, they're adorable. I, how fast do you think this train is going? I think we could walk about this fast to Howard. Probably. I think we're going like 15 miles an hour. It's not, we're not going super fast, no. that's for sure. Oh, we yeah. like nearly didn't make this train either because uh, our little cat in the grass. Um, the train that we got from Leeds got in at 4.41, at 2.41, and then this train left at 2.45, yeah. and I kept stopping to try and take photos. Some geese? <gasps> Look, that's one of those chickens that was in that chicken book. Yeah. What a nice chicken. Do you eat those chickens? Um, I think they're like show chickens. Okay. Because I wouldn't eat that chicken. It's too nice. Too pretty. Yeah. Uh, I love pony. I know. I want to see more ponies. We could have a pony in our house. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love a pony. Yeah, we're going to move up here, guys. I don't know what we'll do for a living. Like, maybe we'll be able to sell a book someday. I'd like to write poetry for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let everyone know. A heron. Oh, my God. What a noble creature. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah just told me some bad news on the last train. That when we get off this train, we've got to walk up a hill. I'm assuming it's a hill. Okay. I hope. I've, I've assumed that the train station's at the bottom of a hill. and then, But then I think that's actually just a lie. I think I've made that up. Okay. You're not saying that to make me feel better? A bit. A little bit. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so we did have to walk up the hill um, about a half mile or so. And of course it's not raining and it's warm and it's sunny. And we're wearing I'm jackets. I'm sweating in my wellies. <laughs> my wellies are sweat. Oh, uh, yeah, just sweat. I feel like I'm more damp than I would have been if I hadn't been wearing this wet weather <laughs> get up. Uh, I can't wait to put a skirt on. So... Uh, we think we think our hostel is going to be haunted. I mean, this is the reason why I picked it. I thought about getting something in town, and then I got to look at this building, and I was like, look at it. It's a gothic mansion. Mans. Is a man smaller than a man? I'd say this is, you know, like, it's fine. It's pretty big. It's beautiful. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a mansion. Though. What? It's pretty big. If this were one person's home instead of a hotel... Or a hostel. I've never been in a hostel before either. It's my first time. Oh really? Yeah, I'm glad. I love the sleep. I, I love them um, bunk beds. I was gonna say I love sleeping bags, but I really have a duvet. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to take some pictures here because it's like definitely haunted. Yeah. 
I hope it is so that I we. I hope it's not because I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> I hope it's not because I don't believe. <laughs> but you kind of believe. I don't want to believe. If this were, if it were raining, and it were a little darker, this would be so spooky. Like coming up this drive. Yeah. That would have been really scary. People probably did. Yeah. But no, it's sunny and beautiful. Let's go in and find some ghosts. All right. Oh, a cat. Oh, hello, puss. (laughs) Listeners, we've made it to the parsonage. We walked all the way up the hills. We stopped for dinner at um, the Haworth Old Hall. We tried to go to the Fleece Inn where Branwell went all the time, but it was packed, so we'll go there tomorrow. But now we've just like, the weather has cleared, the sun is out, it's beautiful. And we're standing in front of the parsonage and those birds, like, are those crows? I'm not good at identifying birds. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what the difference is between a crow and a raven. Oh, good, qu- good question, I don't know either. I reckon crows. There's just so many. It's really, it's just like wildly atmospheric. Like it would be terrifying if it were storming. So might. Yeah, you never know. It looks like the weather, like it's beautiful now, but I feel like it could turn in like an hour. And then I'll slip on the moor. And then a guy on a horse will come and find me. Yeah? Yeah. Or maybe yeah. the guy will slip and I'll help him. That's a Am good I reversal. a Jane or a Marianne? <laughs> I don't know. I think you might be a Mr. Rochester. I think I might be. Birds are An intense graveyard. This is crazy. It's just so many stones and they're stacked up all on top of each other. I guess it's so different from an American, you know, like I haven't actually visited a lot of uh, graveyards in the UK. Have that giant flock of birds just <laughs> oh my god just gonna update you guys on what's going on because of course it's Lauren and Hannah on the road <laughs> so we sort of hopped a wall in the graveyard of the parsonage and just went in a space we were not supposed to go to and now, do I have to hop this? Yeah. Can I go back to the little wall where we went over? Now I'm, there's a big old gate. This, this is not that far to drop. Is that a slug? It's totally a slug. Yeah. It's fine. I'll go to the little wall. How no, about I meet you at the fine. little wall? All right. I hope I don't die. I'm very delicate. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Parsonage. We didn't know. I mean, we did. We did know better. We should have, but at least we had some private time out here. All right, Hannah, you're about to give a more performance. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) There's no one here, just us and the wind. And the moor? And the moor. The birds aren't even, you know, like the birds are just down in the graveyard and we're just top of a hill okay speaking of hills Mm -hmm. 
To the hill then I turned. I reached it. It remained now only to find a hollow where I could lie down and feel at least hidden, if not secure. But all the surface of the waste looked level. It showed no variation but of tint. Green, where rush and moss overgrew the marshes. Black, where the dry soil bore only death. Dark as it was getting, I could still see those changes. Though, but as mere alterations of light and shade, for colour had faded with the daylight. Oh, this goes on, this is nice. My eye still roved over the sullen swell and along the moor edge, vanishing amidst the wild scenery, when at one dim point, far among the mar- marshes and ridges, a light sprang up. And that's when she finds the house! Yeah! Yeah, boy. Hey, Hannah. Yeah? I'm recording. Hi. <laughs> we had a big day. I'm on the bottom bunk. Hannah's on the top bunk. We've got neighbors. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, we should. I'll talk really quietly. And they're old. They are old. It's only ten o'clock. You know what? They're it's staying in a. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They're staying in a youth hostel. Youth. And I'm not youth, but youth tends to be very loud. <laughs> so they should know what they're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I just wanted to say that we survived the moors. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was the perfect time to go out there. I could have stayed out there for hours longer. It was like magic hour, so it was best time for pictures. But then we were losing light, like, really quickly. Yeah. It did get dark. It did get, yeah. Like, it would be terrifying to be out there at night for me. I would want to do it just like one time oh with like a guide, like um, like a guided midnight walk with like a lantern. <gasps> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. They should do that. Do they not do that? Maybe that will be the business that we set up in Haworth. I think it would be very niche. Yeah. And very dangerous. <laughs> we probably are not the people to do it. No. Especially me, because I have no sense of direction. And I would be like, we can just go a bit further. <laughs> it's only nine o'clock. It'll be fine. But, um, yeah, it was beautiful. And uh, I was actually inspired to write some poetry. I feel so lame saying okay. that. Shut up. <laughs> but I, I'm going to do it now. So... It was nice. It was nice. It was a great way to like sort of clear my mind and I feel like um what you said about just like hearing the wind in your ears, you yeah. know, like it was it was very nice. Like it was very yeah. it was very peaceful. I liked it. I usually don't care for nature. I love nature. I'm not a fan. But it was nice to slow down. And then after we went on the moors, we went um, to um, the Fleece Inn, where Branwell used to drink. And we had Spirit of the Bronte Gin, yeah, which was very nice. Nice gin and tonic, very refreshing. I have feelings about that. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see more of this as we're in this, you know, tourist town. Of just, like, things, like, I mean, just as we were walking home, I saw, like, just this marmalade that was named after Mr. Rochester. (laughs) I I do want to eat that. (laughs) But it's, like, you know, it's uh, complicated feelings on that since, um... Since Mr. Rochester died from eating too much marmalade. Yeah, it was tragic. Spoilers. But, you know, since Branwell was an alcoholic and, and, you know, Vanity had some... ruined the family. <laughs> yeah. Also led to his sister's deaths because he got tuberculosis because he was drunk and then they got tuberculosis <laughs> and died at his, like, they got it at his funeral. I like that you are perpetuating the myth that uh, Branwell killed his sisters. Well, it's not really a myth. Is I mean, you're, 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 you're right. I mean, he did pass it along. But, um, yeah, so complicated feelings on that. But I will say, as a product, 
It was very nice. Oh yeah, like lovely gin. Yeah, it was good, good stuff. I think there's a Branwell beer, and we'll try to give that a give that a shot tomorrow. But for now, we're gonna go sleep and get up in the morning, eat at the Valette Cafe, and then go to the parsonage. So for the sake of the audience, okay, would you? Say, like, hello, who you are and what your role is here at the Parsonage. Yeah. Hello, my name is Amy Robertham and I'm the curatorial assistant at the Bronte Passage Museum. So I kind of deal with uh, inquiries from people who come and I do tours and assist the curatorial department in whatever they do. Um, it's lovely. You have to put up with us. That's well, what you're going to do. It, it's one of the perks <laughs> of the job. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Aside from handling genuine Bronte things every day. It's nice to meet people that are genuinely interested. Do you and do you... Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> you just came at me and I was not expecting. It. Perfect. Hurt. We're not having lunch now. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about Bumble. It's not um, what... I had so I had a, like a really honest question and now I can't. Well, I have a question about things that you handle too, okay. like yeah, maybe I'm, some things yeah, that yeah. are secret what? that are not on display out okay. there. And what's your favorite? Yeah. Ooh. Shall I do a favorite thing first? Yeah. Um, probably it's always difficult to think of one thing, but mm. probably Anne Bronte's last letter. <gasps> I was oh. talking about that this morning. Yeah. Because oh, it's so hard. Ugh. So what... You want to talk about this letter? (laughs) As I'm here and I know nothing. So Anne Bronte, when she knew she was dying, whereas Emily was very kind of resigned to it, supposedly, Anne was like, I need to see a doctor. And she did everything that the man suggested. But the most common practice in those days was to go and take a sea cure. So she asked to be taken to Scarborough because she'd visited there a lot with the Robinsons of Fort Green. You know, for one, but brown one, anyway. And um, <laughs> so she asked Ellen Nussey if she could go, um, if she would visit with them. And what she didn't know was that at the same time she was writing to Ellen, Charlotte was also writing to Ellen saying, I think this is a really bad idea, being a paraphrase. Mm. But um, Anne writes to Ellen saying um, that there's no time to be lost and that a secure is, you know, the best practice um, if it's taken in time. And then she ends this letter with uh, saying I have no horror of death and um, that only if it would please papa or please God to save me for papa's and Charlotte's sakes um, and that she's got um, ideas for practice in the future, she's got future plans and she calls them humble and limited indeed but she doesn't want to leave the world without thinking that she's done some good in it um, oh my god she's yeah. so sad yeah. she asks Ellen to become a sister to Charlotte and spend as much time with her as possible and it's just <laughs> it's really... oh Ellen was a really good yeah. friend yeah and so and then she goes to Scarborough and that's and that's it, that, that's where she dies and that's yeah. where she still is Yeah. yeah Charlotte was right yeah, but you know. You take chances, don't you? I mean, she yeah. did ask on the morning that she died, well, you know, could we get home if we set off now? And Sharp's like, no, <laughs> we won't. You can barely breathe, you know. So. How far away is Scarborough? Well, it was, a, yeah. it was two days two travel days. in those days. By coach? Yeah, well, I think they got a coach to Leeds, then train to York, and then a coach okay. to Scarborough, because they stopped okay. overnight in York. So yeah, that's a horse and carriage, not the mega bus. <laughs> so, um, anyone listening? It's only a pound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you book it the same day, guys. Because, uh, <laughs> because we took a coach and a train. Oh my! And God. it was different to the coach and so train. So where did you get the coach? True, yeah, we did. We did coach Bristol to Leeds, Ooh. Leeds to Keighley on a regular train, yeah. and then we did Keighley to. How if on the steam train? On steam train, yeah. yeah Very sorry. cute. And yeah. it was like, we didn't know that was the guy in the ticket information was just like... Oh, you might as well get a steam train. Get yeah. steam train. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, we were just in Leeds, like, how do we get there? And he was like, take this train, and then I guess just take the steam train. Excellent. Yeah, you'll See, love it. It's like, you could take the bus, yeah. but... <laughs> You know, there is a steam train. And then we got yeah. off and they're like, would you like to take the vintage bus into the village? <laughs> yeah. Lauren was like, we're off. We're going to get on the bus. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's in the opposite direction to the hotel. So, and then I made her walk up. Where train. are you staying? <laughs> At the hostel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just, it was it's bizarre. It's, it's a weird. Is yeah. It? Yeah. We wanted an experience. Yeah. yeah. And we got, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're and we got one. Yeah. 
We're in the smallest room. But it's amazing. There's no mirror. Like I, I keep going to like have to go into the like bathroom next door to like make sure I look like a human being. But I do so. love that we can both lay in bed and record. Yeah, just oh, not yes. looking at each other, yeah. just in in bunk beds. God. <laughs> So it's it's hilarious. Reliving your adolescence. So yeah, is, exactly. Um, is Anne's letter on display? Not this it? year. But so what okay. we do is because it. well yeah exactly. So we rotate things because it'd just be impossible. But also we've got right. quite a sizable collection, um, which is ever expanding. So we do circulate, and of course we try to focus it. So this year is the second year of five bicentenaries. So we try to focus it on the person whose year it is. And it's Emily's no. next year. It is Branner's. This year is Branner's. You know. Oh, yeah. Remember? Well, I thought it was her birthday. 199th right. yeah. birthday. <laughs> yesterday. Oh, but it's his 200th. Yes. Guys, I'm so sorry. So we sorry. have to come back next year when it's Emily, because Emily is also my favourite. Branwell. Well, my favourite. Yeah. It changes. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Do you have a favourite? Depends on the day. I think yeah. broadly speaking, it's Anne. So does that Anne. mean the big picture of Branwell is going to be a big picture of Emily next year? Yeah. And will it be yeah. from To Walk Invisible again? Do you reckon? Probably. I don't know. It's a difficult. It's a difficult one, okay. because the only like proper image of Emily Bronte, both of those, mm-hmm. are in the National Portrait Gallery. Okay. I just yeah. put this back in. It doesn't live in here, does it? No. I'll take it away. Then. <laughs> she wants something else. <laughs> it's just for her name. Which she agreed to a photograph. Is she beautiful? Okay, she's beautiful, yeah. Does yeah. she kiss Daniel Craig? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, it's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. I'm so glad. So, yeah, the image. Um, so, the only known images of Emily are in the collection of the National Portrait Gallery. Mm-hmm. So, we would have to appeal to them. But we've right. got a good relationship with them. So, hopefully. Uh, They'll lend it. Was there ever a question? Just the image. Just the okay. Like a digital image. Mm -hmm. Was there ever a question of the picture of Branwell being that bit from the portrait that was painted over? Because that would have been funny. Mm. (laughs) You know what you mean? There's there's like the painting, and then there's the weird pillar. Yeah. That was going to be Branwell, but it's not, is it? Like it's Branwell's underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. That only started to emerge in like the late 1950s. But wouldn't it be funny if that had been the picture? (laughs) Just that that Just the painted over that. (laughs) It's a good job I'm not a curator. Well, I'll tell you what it is. The Comedy Museum. It would be Hannah Chapman's Comedy Tour of England. (laughs) I thought I was funny, but. What what can I say? Now, I've read two different theories on that. Did Branwell paint over that or did did Charlotte? Charlotte? Oh, come on, Bram will paint over it. Not for yeah. a reason you think. Okay. So he will have painted over that because at the time it was like a practice piece. Mm-hmm. So we, we think that he wanted to go, well, we know he wanted to go to a Royal Academy. There's some okay. question mark as to whether he got there or not, but mm-hmm. um, it would have been a practice piece. And that if he didn't like where he was in the composition, it, it would have been crowded with four people in a painting that size. Just paint himself out. Okay. So it was like a, so it was in not a process of... he was going to... Yeah. Yeah. Not out of, like, self-hatred. Not when he was 17. Okay. Which is when it was. I probably would have painted over myself, just like, oh, I didn't get it right. Just how you take, like, a million oh, selfies. Oh, but he was an <laughs> egotist when he was 17. Yeah, so, okay. Was, um, is it considered to be a good likeness? Because the portraits of Jane Austen are not, like, mm, you know, the family. It's difficult. So, for instance, um... Anne's always seen as being the prettiest. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned this, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. She's seen as being the prettiest because she had quite violet eyes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but portraits of Charlotte are quite difficult because there's the famous one that's by George Richmond, which is also in the collection of the National Portrait Gallery, mm-hmm. and that was done as like a publicity shot. Is that the okay. thing that you see on every It's the chalky it? one. Okay, yeah. It's a chalk one. And okay. the guy that did it, Richmond, he also did Gaskell and Martin Owen. So he did women the first time. Um, mm. But that's supposed to be quite a romanticised mm. sure. image. Well, yeah, yeah. I only sent the best headshots to my publisher. <laughs> exactly. So. I send I pictures of other people. I <laughs> think <laughs> like, no one knows what I look like. That's not true. Don't worry, I'm getting it done. Good, thanks. Well, apparently when she set for... When she sat for that portrait, she took her bonnet off and Richard was like, Put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, you appear to have something on your head. 
and it was like a little fabric hairpiece that she'd bought but oh. it, it didn't work and she was like ah. <laughs> um, oh no that's so oh that's so embarrassing well i read Horrible. a lot of um in bios like about charlotte being quite vain and i don't understand quite how to process this because um i don't know like i guess i could be like i could be construed that way like i'm very you know you know like i just i don't know um if this is really accurate i don't know if your thoughts on this she was very down on herself yeah um I think it's more of, yeah, coming from, like, a place of insecurity yes. rather than... Yes. Yes. You I mean, she's like certainly never foot. believed she was beautiful. And mm. one of our, like, quite famous things that we have in the collection is a letter she wrote to Ellen Nussi when she was in Brussels. And in it, she draws Ellen as a very beautifully turned out, kind of, like, almost debutante in a beautiful dress. And she's got a man called Mr. Vincent on her arm. And she's mm. written the chosen above him. Mm. And next to her is supposedly self-portrait of Charlotte and she's like a dwarf and she's like bye <laughs> she's waving at Ellen across the sea and uh but she's really short and her eyes in a bun and she looks a bit but I think like, like if mm-hmm. you're if you're not typically attractive and like you worry about stuff like that one of the only things you can do is make sure that you are well dressed and you're neat and like so that people can't be like, oh, you're ugly and you're scruffy. Yeah, I think she was yeah. fastidious so, in her dress and things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that might be constru- construed as vanity, where it's just like, mm. I, like I've just got to be like neat. She yeah. would have always put down her physical characteristics. She would never have been like, I'm so beautiful or anything. Right. She wasn't like a cheek pincher trying to get a colour up or anything. She was just mm-hmm. like, I'm just hideous or something (laughs) she's quite well she was like jane wasn't she yeah and jane says you know i'm plain and obscure Mm -hmm. but her character was fire like charlotte Mm. was like that now next year when we do season two i'm really focused on trying to make anne bronte happen yes please and i'm considering doing like an anne bronte book just like very separate from this but um so so why why hasn't Anne brought like why is Anne so overlooked? I think Charlotte did not help the situation. Mm-hmm. So when Tenet of Welfare Hall came out, it sold out really quickly and was very kind of I'm not sure you would say well received, but certainly it sold like hotcakes because mm-hmm. it was quite the thing to write about an alcoholic and you know, it was said that when Helen Graham closes her door on her husband, it was the door slam that reverberated around Victoria. I'm halfway Britain. through. <laughs> isn't it the best book? it's really good it's great so book. Book. Oh, I'm really Marco. enjoying it Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay so I was reading it I was like wait is this a man who am I <laughs> like, who am I in this because obviously like you're the protagonist and I've just read yeah. Jane Eyre and I was like cool so I'm a governess like I'm yeah. you know, like this yeah. big mm-hmm. and I was like is my name Gilbert I was like is that a unisex name <laughs> am I a girl am I who yeah so it took a little while and then I was like okay I think I'm a man I think Gilbert is a bit Branwellian. Do you think? Do you? Yeah. Okay. It's quite, think, it's quite yeah. like those early scenes where he's talking to his siblings. I think that that's quite that kind of banter. Mm-hmm. It's quite, so like, funny. Um, might be. It's such a funny book. It's a funny it book. is. It's yeah. really funny. It's a great yeah. Because what the brother whose name I've forgotten? Because there's the other boy. Oh, Fergus. Fergus. Yeah. And it's like every time, like Fergus is hilarious. And I think Fergus just maybe like... he's Branwelly in my head then. Because I think Branwell was funny. Do you? Do you? I do. Yeah, I think okay. he had his moments. Okay. Like wi- like quick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. There's always yeah. um something that I think of. So Charlotte had a, the intelligent friend Mary Taylor who mm-hmm. was really like a feminist and things. And um, she had a sister called Martha who mm-hmm. sadly died in Brussels. But she was apparently a major giggler. She'd just giggle all the time. Mm-hmm. And apparently whenever she was here, Bramwell's like, oh, here she is. Like, giggling away. And I just think that's really odd. Because, you know, like, people, you have friends who have got older brothers who are like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But oh, uh, Anne was just pushed to one side by Charlotte, in a way. Do you think it was, like, jealousy over talent? No, I don't think she looked at it that deeply. I think okay. she didn't want people to know what had been going on in her house. Okay. And that Bramwell's behaviour is quite hundred so, and Anne okay. was writing about something that was a little too close too to Too close to her. That. Yeah. Because like obviously Charlotte is writing about stuff that happened, but she's writing about stuff that happened to her away from home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay, yeah. I like that. That explanation makes a lot more sense to me. That rings true because a lot of times the way I see it written is like, she's jealous because Anne's prettier or she's no, jealous because no, Anne's talent and it's, yeah, and I think it. close to home. So Jane Austen writes about stuff that happens to her yeah, and like the sort of social circles that she moves in. The minute she starts writing a book about a curate who dies right, and leaves his children behind like four girls. She yeah. can't write about it because it's too no. close to home. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's the that's the book that remains unfinished. Even while she's alive, she just, yeah. she's like, I'm not going to write about it. Cat and it's hard, like it's, too, yeah. mm-hmm. like, it's too close to home. Well, yeah. I think that you also have to remember that Charlotte came to um, fame after the deaths of her sisters. Mm-hmm. So she would have had to have gone to London and people would have been like, sir, tell me about your sister's books. And she'd have right. just been, because it, it wasn't what she wanted yeah she wanted to be in the yeah. kind of canon or something but mm-hmm. um she'd be like oh I'll distance myself from that you know mm-hmm. so, alcohol is a mistake okay yeah yeah why is it wait why is Sounds it a good. mistake because it, it was too close to her okay. too close so, to yeah, her. yeah 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 so, okay and it was really Did controversial her, though because there's that bit in oh yeah but that and... was just for like one or two nights i mean when okay. charlotte became really Underworld. famous um, after they died, because their deaths kind of gave her permission to pursue that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sense. Yeah. Yeah. What is your take on Emily? She's so difficult to get. She's mm-hmm. so hard. Because we don't have anything of hers in the collection either, because she didn't have um, any friends. Like, mm-hmm. whereas Charlotte had Ella Dussy, she had Mary Taylor, she had her husband to protect her legacy. Emily didn't have any close friends and it's much the same with Anne Mm -hmm. and there's been so much kind of myth making around Emily Yeah, but it's really difficult to get a handle on that and to get, I find, I find it really difficult to hear her voice sometimes Mm -hmm. Can you tell us um, the story that you said earlier about Keeper, just because we've mentioned it a couple of times in the You can't get over it no, so but so because we mentioned yeah, like we have like why it, yeah. there's like a reason like yeah yeah got the reason for why she bumped him on the nose. So Anne Brownwell, who was their mother figure after the death of her real mother, she was a hard taskmaster and she wasn't one for animals anyway. I don't think I think she was one of the first people that believed that animals shouldn't be kept as pets but be working animals. Mm-hmm. And Keeper had a habit of getting on the beds, mm-hmm. and she said if if he does it again, he'll have to go. And Emily found him on the bed and just dragged him off it. And to stop him from doing it again, beat him. She kind of, apparently, according to Mrs. Gaskell, she trapped him in a corner of the entrance hall and beat him until he bled. And then she tended his runes and said that it hurt her more than it hurt him to do so. There you have it. Yeah. Just trying to get him to learn. Just I might, please, I don't I might get on stop, the bed. I might please. stop making fun of Emily for beating oh. up dogs. Well, when she died, she per attended a funeral. In a suit. <laughs> they put a little blood tie around his neck <laughs> well I think apparently Mr Bronte had thought he would turn back at the door of the church but he didn't and he just went in with Mr Bronte every time you talk about the Brontes I'm like honestly so close to crying the entire time yeah so weird I um and then when they came back he lay on the landed outside her bedroom and howled for her for weeks is that true yes yeah, I've actually heard that yeah I know. No, I'm just making up stories to upset you. Of course it's true. <laughs> I mean, I used to do that at the Jane Austen Centre, so I don't know. <laughs> I used to just lie to people if they were annoying. Should I admit that? I don't know. Yeah. I would just, yeah. You're having a little bit of a moment. No, I'm not. I'm fine. It's, just, it's, a, it's a museum, so it's like dusty in here. Oh, Team Austen took up Team Bronte. The Bronte, I know, right? The Brontes have made me cry so much. I actually, when I, I interviewed um, the Sisters Room blog, we had like a moment about Valette and I just like sobbed. Yeah, oh, I used to, I used yeah. to, when I did my like introductory talks, I'd always get to the bit where Cassandra Austin, um, she describes like Jane as being the light of her life. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And I'd have to say that like five times a day, and I'd be like, and Cassandra. <laughs> and like every time, and I like, I'd always be like, I'm gonna, like, I'll be fine. Like, yeah, eventually yeah. I'll be yeah. fine. But it's just sad. Like, mm-hmm. it's so yeah. sad. And it doesn't stop being sad the yeah. 200th time you say it. No. Yeah. It's like you read every Bronte biography, silly. I do. And you think, I'll change. It'll be yeah. a different ending. They'll open their school. Brownwell yeah. will become a functioning member of society. <laughs> it will be fine. It, it never is. It's, it's no. It's the same hell at the end of every Bronte biography. Oh.
Hannah, do you have any thoughts about our trip? Um, I'm really tired. Yeah. Me too. We did so many things. We did so many things. Uh, my favourite things were the chickens in the graveyard and all of the baby chickens. <gasps> yeah, I wonder... Who's, who's whose chickens, chickens are these? I know. They're Emily's chickens. Oh, Emily's Thunderbolt dress. Oh my god, Emily's Thunderbolt from dress. From To Walk Invisible. I'm seriously going to have one made for myself. Yeah. But like, so the original Emily dress, it apparently was white and this one was kind of like purple and red. Well, it was like purpley and then the Thunderbolts were red. Yeah. It was nice. That was really cute and quirky. Yeah. I was surprised because I didn't think they would have Thunderbolt dresses. No, I didn't think that they would have like fabrics like that. No. If, well, do you know what? It just seemed like Kath Kidston is not allowed to go to the parsonage because she'll look at that and then we'll just get like phone cases and like egg cup holders and like needle cases. Just oh, no. in, do you know what? Like just, just over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I just want to be the only one with it. Yeah. Sorry, Kath. Sorry. Not sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, meeting Amy from the parsonage. That was, Amy. You're real cool. She I know you're great. listening to this at some point. You're quite slow, so you know you've got some catching up to. Yeah, yeah. A few episodes. So hello behind. from hello from the past. <laughs> That was um, my favorite bit. The parsonage was oh, amazing. Branwell stealing my pencil. I know. So I don't, you guys. The parsonage is haunted by Branwell, and I had this Wuthering Heights pencil. That was pretty good. Yeah. So they're doing this art project, and everyone can go and write like a line from the lost manuscript of Wuthering Heights. Mm-hmm. And if you do it, you get um, this pencil that says Wuthering Heights on yeah. it. But I had it behind my ear, and about eight times, Branwell, the ghost of Branwell, just flicked it out of my ear. Yeah. He's an annoying or ghost. Or gravity. Did. <laughs> <laughs> we want to perpetuate that, this, like, this myth that Branwell haunts the parsonage. It's not a myth. It's true. It's if true. you say Charlotte Bronze in the mirror three times, Branwell appears. Well, the funniest bit was, like, when we were talking to Amy, and we were like is Charlotte still here? And she's just like, no, absolutely not. If anyone's still here, it's Branwell. And we, we were, were like, like <laughs> No, you know what was really good? Is that when we were there, um... <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say that. <laughs> I'm bleeping that bit out. Oh, There's so much off-the-record things. Yeah. It was, like, the best day, the parsonage. I Um, can't wait to go back and just spend more time. I really like the mall. I would really like to go on, like, a proper mall walk. So if anyone wants to go for a mall walk with me that's more than 40 minutes... I feel like 40 minutes is a perfect amount of time. I want to go for, like, six hours. Oh, God. I want to, like, I want to go... And f- I want to go to the Bronte Fools. Yeah. And I want to eat a little picnic of a boiled egg and some chicken. Well, if anyone wants to drive me out to the Bronte Falls, they're very welcome to. I just want to, yeah, I want to do the walk. I will train. It's only like three and a half miles. We're going back. We're going to go back and it's going to be spe- superb, spectacular. I don't know if I should say that or if that's on beep the DL. Out. Beep that out. Yeah, I'll beep that out. Beep out this entire segment. <laughs> beep it out of chicken noises. It's just top secret. What was really good, what was really good was that um, the whole time we were in Howarth, Lauren was trying to record the sound of the church bells. And wherever we were, like we would be eating lunch or we would be in the parsonage, or we would be walking, and then the bells would go, and Lauren would be like, oh my god, oh my phone's locked, oh the voice, (laughs) the recorder's not on, oh my gosh, and then she would miss it every time. And then we were, on the final night, we were eating dinner in um, the King's Arms, and we were just talking, and I was like, what's that, ah, and then it occurred to me that the bells had been going for a little while, and I was like, Mm. Lauren, 
go, 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 go. <laughs> and she just ran. It was really good. And I got like two minutes of the bells. Yes, I hope you yeah. guys enjoy enjoy those bells because like I was, worked really hard it for was them. Hard work. I just ran out in the middle of my dinner, which was good. It was the three sisters, bangers and mash. I felt good about it. The the gravy was Branwell gravy. That's right. It was Branwell gravy, and um, that pub had it had Branwell and Emily and Charlotte beer. And um, guess which one Lauren ordered? I ordered the Branwell. Yeah, I feel like I can smell some hypocrisy. <laughs> so they were set them at the parsonage. You can buy these little badges that say Team Branwell, and we were like, no. Um, but then just everything was just Branwell. I guess it's his yeah. bicentenary. It's his bicentenary. It's his, it's his birthday. So that's why everyone's banging on about him. Um, what did you buy in the gift shop, Lauren? I bought three books. What books did you buy, Lauren? Let's see here. They're right next to me. Because I want to get the author's names right. We're in bed in our hotel in London. Yeah. Uh, we're tuckered. We're all tuckered out. We are. And it's um, it's really late. Who's this little one by? It's a little baby book. It's so tiny. It's so crazy because like I cannot buy anything. Like I came here with a backpack for like two and a half weeks. This little one, I imagine, probably just doesn't have an author. I reckon it's just like buy a. Co- you know those companies that just like. There's print stuff. I know. I mean, it would help if we turn the lights on, but we can't turn the lights on, guys. Um. Oh, it's got a little stamp in it. They did you know if you um? Oh, it's by Jennifer Cassius, and it's printed by Running Press. All right. It says it's the complete works, but it's kind of like these tiny overviews of the works, mm-hmm. not like the complete books printed. And it it's about palm size, so you can imagine my disgust when I saw. Yeah. yeah, I don't like little bits. I only bought it because it was a tiny book and I thought it would disgust you. Well, mission accomplished. And then I got the um, the Bronte cabinet and I believe it's by Deborah Lutz and it's three lives and nine objects which I think is a great way to frame to frame something. And, Does um, that keep his collar? No. Is that the bracelet? Oh. The much talked about bracelet. Um, this yeah. is this is a nice book because it does that thing you know when paperbacks are printed on like it's floppy it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not a stiff paperback it's like a loose paperback yeah that's my favourite kind and then I got Take Courage by Samantha Ellis which I ha- was recommended um, by Amy as uh, a must read and um, I've been meaning to pick it up, but it was like out of print in the U.S. or it was just there was like limited copies. But it was it was nice to get it at the parsonage. I feel like um, we went to the parsonage at the right time. Like I have just like this like base knowledge of the Bronte sisters, but then I went there and was like, I, there's just like so much more I need to know and investigate. I so I. It was what was really nice was like because Amy listened to the podcast, she was able to call you out on all of your uh, inaccuracies about the Bronte. So that was yeah. quite satisfying to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to witness <laughs> firsthand. Um, <laughs> there actually, though, like there was one I think, and it was that Dan Aykroyd is not related to Tabby Aykroyd. No, she said that's probably true. Oh, I thought that's what she said was not true. No, the factoid that I got that Tabby and Patrick were probably doing it. Yeah. Oh. She's like, where on earth did you get that? And I was like, God, I got it from a less than reliable book. Okay. Yeah. Was it by? Possibly. (laughs) Was it? And she's like, you know, we can't be for certain that that didn't happen, but it's the first time they had heard it. So, yeah. yeah, probably not. Probably not. I had a really good understanding of Patrick when we were there, actually. Like, we really had a good talk about him. Branwell. Or Dad. Both. Dad Both, Pat. but really uh, Dad. Yeah. Um, she was talking about how many people come through there and just have, like, 
this totally false idea of Patrick and oh, that he was like, like a not a, very nice dad, and yeah. that actually he he like educated them and he did his best. Yeah, I mean, I think he lost his wife and his two yeah. older daughters, and that he really educated his kids and focused on his kids and yeah, I've got was to worried say, and a little overprotective. Like, I think that's natural. The Im- the image that I get of Patrick Branagh is not is not necessarily the image that I got like that first episode that we recorded yeah. talking about the families. Yeah. Where, you know, like, they lived in this little house and they were, like, really isolated and weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I think visiting the parsonage now, it's just like, oh, like, they kind of were maybe just people. And, like, yeah. part part of the thing with the Brontes is that, yeah, it's the conversation, like, they, they get turned into myth. Absolutely. Because- like, Jane Austen's very much a person, but the Brontes are mythical creatures. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like, that isolated thing, like, those three weird ladies, like, in a house... Um, that house is just just at the top of the hill. Like, it's right next to town. Right next to everything. And so they would have been just around people nonstop, to be honest. And people would have been coming to the parsonage, like Amy said, just, like, all day, like, asking for advice, going over things with, you know, Patrick. Like, it would have been very, very busy. And actually, I can understand how Emily would just, like, want to escape to go out to the moors for some peace and quiet. Because it was probably quite busy. And um, interesting, the guy with the the beard, the beardy man, mm-hmm. um, he was in Talk Invisible, and you might recognise him. Uh, he wore the hat. Mm-hmm. He wore a funny hat. Mm-hmm. He married Charlotte Bronze. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then they're just like pointing, they're like just pointing at it, and I was just like, oh, that's the guy with the hat. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get into Charlotte's marriage. Okay. We're going to do, like, love lives and stuff, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We are going to do that. Um, <gasps> next season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. We're tired. Sleepy. So, um, a lot to say on the parsonage. I'm trying to think of everything, like, so I don't forget it when we record next. Um, Lauren walks into a nettle. Yeah, that stinging happened. nettle, and she's like, "Oh, this is just a thorn," and then with her hand, just like picked it up and pushed it away, and I was like, "Oh, I think that's a nettle," and then I had to explain what stinging nettles were, and then we had to look for dock leaves, and then I think like you thought I was a wi- I had some kind of witch doctor <laughs> like training or something. And I was like, "I'm just just like you know, I've been just- camping." I was just surprised about your your nature knowledge. Right. And um, so then we found the leaf, and then I rubbed it on my hand. And it helped. And then you were like, now pull down your pants. <laughs> and rub it on the spot where the stinging nettle hit you on your leg. Yeah. And then I, so then I just, I pulled down my leggings and on the moors. It's all right. Actually, it didn't. It didn't itch or hurt afterwards. So I would like someone who has been stung by a stinging nettle, but also stung by a bee, to um, let me know if being stung by a bee is worse. Because Lauren says that it's the same. I've never been stung by a bee, and uh, I don't want to. But if it only feels like stinging nettles, then I'm... I don't think being stung by a bee is like that bad. Well, it's stung loads of times. Um. Yeah, there were there were so many things. I mean, Amy just gave us, like, the best tour ever. And, yeah, it was great that she had listened to the podcast and we could sort of, like, really have a discussion about certain things. Um, you, the passage was so small. It was small. It was teeny. Mm-hmm. There were so many of them in there. There weren't many, there weren't many bedrooms. Mm-hmm. You know. It was yeah. small. It was small. But imagine? it was so good. What I um, so there's this extension that was built by someone that came after Patrick Branwell, and it's almost like he knew that uh, everyone was going to have to like extend. So like all of the offices and all of that stuff um, is just in this extension that isn't part of the original parsonage, and you just get to it through the kitchen. I thought that was really cool and convenient yeah. because it meant that none of the actual house has had to be repurposed for stuff like that, and right. they can like. And then, also, Charlotte did, like, a load of renovations. Like, everyone, when everyone died, she was like, I'm going to make my room really big. <laughs> that was funny. That was pretty good. That room was big. It was a big room in comparison to the others. 
And she was such a little girl. Teeny. Yeah. No, it was great. It was so great to like <gasps> see their things. Thackeray. Oh my god, the Thackeray story is hilarious. So, um, Kerbell and Thackeray were they were corresponding, and um, you know, Charlotte is just like you know, writing these funny, witty, sparkling letters. Is Kerbell. And Thackeray's like, I gotta meet this guy. This guy's freaking awesome. But um, Charlotte in person is very different than Charlotte on paper. So, um, yeah, when they, you know, when they finally meet and it's at this, like, I guess it's a dinner party. And I can't remember offhand, like, when it was, guys, I want to get you dates and all that good stuff. But anyway, when they finally meet in person like Charlotte's way too self-conscious to actually just sort of you know yeah she's really awkward she can't have this conversation with him live so she is just you know talking to the governess all night which may make sense like that's her that's who she has the most in common with yeah. really if you you know are like Th- that's interesting to me like if you became famous overnight and you were invited to all these parties mm-hmm. by all these, like, you know, members of the literati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Would you do the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, until, until you feel, like, comfortable as someone's peer or equal, you're going to. And also, let's remember that Thackeray is a man who's never had to, like, hide his identity to have his work published. Yeah. And so he's, he's, he's just always been Thackeray. He's not... He's yeah. not stepping out of the persona that he's built up for himself and kind of showing people who he really is. He's yeah. just he just always has been. Yeah. He's actually quite rude. I yeah, I think that's quite rude. But no, yeah. the thing the story that I meant was Well, no, I like that one too. The, but yeah, then there's another one. Uh, but I just like that that was Should we um, save the other one? Yeah, we should save the we other one. We should save it. We're going to so save good. it. It's so good. We've got we've got a good story for you. Ah, oh, so We're going to do a dramatic telling. But I love that, like, um, oh, the thing about Thackeray at that dinner party, too, is that he decided, like, to slip out because he just, like, couldn't deal with Charlotte Oh, yeah, Bronte. he just, like, peaced out. He He's like, bounced. I can't deal with this woman, so I just got to go. Got to go. She's just talking to the governess all night. Rude. Rude. Um... That was a good one. But yeah, there's another Thackeray story. Saving it. We have so many stories that we learned that we're saving. I just think it's going to be a bit like over the next few weeks, just bits and bobs that we've learned at the parsonage will just kind of trickle into the podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's the really, I think that was the really lovely thing about visiting and knowing that we can go back and it's there and we can email them. Yeah. You know, like... What a what a great resource to to have. It's just so, for everyone. Yeah, it's so easy. Right? Like it's yeah. so like we got to a certain point with our research and our talking and our fooling around, just, you know, joking about the like the Brontes, but now we're getting to really like writing the book this fall and we've got to, you know, get serious yeah. and give you guys something that's, you know, well researched and and then, accurate and um they're thank, an thank amazing to, resource thank you to people that did back the book this week i think like a yeah. bunch of you did it after after the photos and stuff went on the on the line yeah and um that yeah just thank you like that's really lovely of you um it really really means a lot to us like we really we really love working on this project and um it's been so great to have you guys just sort of like tweeting us. at us yeah. and commenting it didn't feel like Instagram. it was just us going to the not at all did it? not at all like everyone was so vocal and just happy and i don't know i just it was really exciting it's been look. a long few days guys but you know it's been really lovely and yeah. thank, thank you and welcome back so we left so much out of this episode Hannah, I want to know what's one of the things that we left out that you want to discuss right now. Okay, let me tell you, Lauren, this has just (laughs) occurred to me. Not only did we leave out of the recording, 
I didn't get to go into the dress up bit. And I am, ah, uh, like all the weeks that I haven't realised that I didn't go and dress up at the parsonage. It's just now I've got all of those weeks of anger. I saw a kid doing it. You know, there's the bit and you're in Branwell's. So they built this really cool room and it was Branwell's room. And they've actually tried to make it look like Branwell's bedroom. And so it's a bloody mess and it needs a good tidy in. But then through a little window, which is the external window into the extension, I could see this kid trying on a top hat. And I would have punched that kid in the face to get a hold of it. Like, but we didn't go. I think Amy thought maybe... Um, we didn't need to dress up. I don't think she realised that <laughs> it's my favourite ever. It's your favourite so thing. I I really liked Branwell's bedroom and I really liked and didn't like the tiny shoes. Yeah. Oh, the tiny shoes. I thought you were going to go for the tiny books. I've Obviously. actually, I think I've just blocked them out of my memory <laughs> because I'm trying to conjure up what the tiny books look like and uh, yeah, I didn't. I can't remember them. Oh, nice. Is that weird? It's oh, and Simon Armitage poetry. I thought yeah, that was good. We didn't talk about that at all. I feel like we were talking about that quite a bit during the Branwell um, exhibit when we were going through that. And then we were also talking about how we would like to have like um, a Bonnets at Dawn Branwell like special event at the Parsonage that would be called like being Branwell Bronte and that you would dress up as Branwell and just run around drunk in the Parsonage. Did we say that? Because that sounds really good. That sounds like a (laughs) Hannah, a Hannah Chapman fever dream. Like I wake up and I'm like, could that, could that happen? Could I be Branwell? Yeah. I mean, I'm up for it. If anyone wants to come and experience that with me. I think that's good. I think we'll just sort of reenact some of those letters where Charlotte's saying like, Branwell will not let us get any rest. He is just screaming day and night. So, um, you know, everyone in the parsonage can gather downstairs and we'll just be screaming upstairs and you can just sort of feel (laughs) what it must have been like. It's a sleepover where no one sleeps because it's just me (laughs) banging, just banging around and shouting. Everyone downstairs should be trying to get like work done. Yeah. You should all be trying to write a book, but just we're going to just distract you repeatedly. I'm going to come and ask everyone feel the struggle of the Bronte sisters. I I think my housemates don't get a lot of work done because I'm I'm constantly asking them for loose change. (laughs) (laughs) Stop hustling. And then we run down to the Black Bull and we get really drunk and then we start calling everyone's cell phones like you got to come pick us up. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've sung karaoke. I've done seven karaoke songs in a row, and that is not karaoke etiquette. And so no. everyone, everyone at the pub's getting really angry. I'm like, get rid yeah. of this woman dressed like Branwell. <laughs> get her gone. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to think of my favorite bits because there are so many things. I had such a great time there, and I can't wait to go for an extended period of time. Um, Oh, gosh. I I think one point that I would like to make, because um, I was actually in a used bookstore this past week, and I saw a Bronte bio that I don't own. And so I started, like, leafing through it. And it was talking about how Charlotte Bronte lived in this isolated village. And I was like, oh, God, not this. (laughs) It isn't. Um, It isn't. It really isn't. And we kind of have even said this on the podcast, but really you have to go there and you have to experience it. It it isn't. Like the parsonage is right at the top of the street. It's a stone's throw from all of the shops um, in the main street in the area. I even at one point, like I said something to Amy, like, oh God, it was so quiet on the moors. Like I just could hear myself think it must have been so quiet here when they were living here. And she's like, nope, nope. The parsonage is right here at the, you know, at the top of town. People were coming in and out all the time. Also, Howarth was um, on the way to Manchester, too. So it was like sort of a major exchange. So actually quite a busy town. And actually, I feel like you would actually want to go to the um, moors to just sort of get away. And I think what's kind of really interesting about stuff like that is is just it goes back a little bit to what we were saying um, in the last road trip episode about the preconceived ideas that we get and they they just feed into each other it's if one person you know if Gaskell turns around and says that this place is remote then the next person if they haven't been 
will rely on Gaskell. And then whoever yeah. writes after that will see two references to the fact that it was remote. And then yeah. it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And so for the people working at the parsonage, that, that must just be one example of many things that have just become myth or, yeah. you know, just accepted truth, which just don't actually bear much resemblance to the the actual history of it. And that's why going to these places is really cool because you you unlearn things. It's mm-hmm. it's not as much just that you're learning new things, it's that you're being shown some of the things you knew were wrong. And that that's yeah. cool. That's a great point. Um yeah, we actually unlearned some things about Patrick Bronte as well. And I thought that was great. And I was surprised um about how many misconceptions people have about Patrick Bronte. It's actually worth doing an entire episode on. So, you know, we'll save that for the future. And um, yeah, we'll get Amy back and we'll discuss a a lot of these things. But I think this was a good sort of primer episode. Yeah. And we're going to go back. We'll go back and we'll go go a little bit further. Might not stay in the hostel. I'm just saying I might need a bigger (laughs) bedroom. (laughs) That's fair. <laughs> also, I don't want to be on that hill again. I want to be... I'm going to stay in the yeah. parsonage. Bran- Branwell's got a bed in his bedroom, so I'm just going to stay in there. Yeah, we're just going to sleep out, you know, in that little area that they have in the back, that little penned-up area with the moors and the yeah. animals. Yeah, in a pen. Kind of David <laughs> well, Blaine-ish. Yeah, exactly. We'll just do it that way. Um, I'm going to wear nothing yeah, but Yeah, the hills are brutal. <laughs> <laughs> You love purple now. It's your favorite color. Hmm. Hmm. I will say um, we have a million pictures. So go ahead and check out our social media for some uh, for some photos. And if people are going to do that, Hannah, where should they go exactly? You should go to at bonnets at dawn on Instagram and Twitter. Or if you go onto Facebook, you can search in the top little bit bonnets at dawn and ask to join the closed group and we post lots of pictures of the moors and well we haven't posted any in there but maybe we should make an album i'll do it right now do it right now um i'll post tons of pictures uh, in the meantime you can have a look at my john thorpe album that i have created dead silence i've upset lauren (laughs) 